Welcome to the Jill on Money Call of the Week. If you've got financial questions that are percolating in that brain of yours, don't let them percolate because sometimes that turns into rumination and that could drive you nuts. So here's how not to drive yourself nuts. Just send us that question to this address. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. That's what Andrew did. He is calling from Atlanta. Welcome to the program, Andrew. What can I do for you? Hi, Jill. Thanks. So I had some questions about whether it makes sense to invest emergency funds in a low-risk investment option like a bond index fund or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, on top of that and related, is funds that are not necessarily emergency funds, but funds that might be for an mysterious anticipated purchase in the future, like a home improvement project or a car or something like that. Yeah, almost like an intermediate term need. I don't need it this minute. I don't need it in a year, but I need it probably in the next few years for some money there. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I'm married, uh, 41. My wife is 38. We have two boys, eight and three. Um, we, uh, I make about $300,000 a year. My wife um, is a teacher, but she's been staying home with the kids for the last several years. Uh, we can save right now about $6,000 to $6,500 a month in various instruments. Well, that's kind of a new development. We're playing catch up a little bit on our retirement funds. Um, we finally kind of got to the point where we paid off all our debt and we've, you know, bought our house and we're just kind of rolling in money now that we have some excess that we can spend elsewhere. Excellent. That sounds great. What kind of retirement plan is offered to you through your work? Yeah, so we have, um, we offer a 401k, the traditional Roth. Uh, the Roth was newly added last year, so I switched over to that uh, toward the end of 2018. Great. Uh, and, I, and I maxed that out. So that, Great. Perfect. And that, comes, that, does, and that does not include, like when I say 6,500, that includes after I put money in the 401k. Oh, great. So that that's a, that's awesome. And those two boys that are budding scholars that are heading to Georgia Tech and Emory, are we saving money for college for them? Yeah. So uh, basically what I do there is I essentially max out the tax, um, the tax benefit for Georgia. Mm-hmm. So it ends up being about 350 per month per child in a 503B. Okay. Does that mean that they, they have to go to school in Georgia, right? No. Ah. It's not like that. So is that, is that, so are you talking about, is this a, is this a 529 plan? Oh, did I say, yeah, I meant 529. Okay, that's, all right. That's wrong. I got got my things mixed up. That's okay, 529. Okay, good. So that's the Georgia plan, and you're putting the, a bunch of money away in that. And that's, again, when you said six grand a month, was that, that was after you put money into retirement? Is it also after the uh, 529 plan contribution? Correct. Okay. Wow, you are rolling in it, brother. Um, Okay, so let's talk about your emergency reserve fund. What do you have right now in there? Uh, well, we have about um, eighty grand in just the savings account, but I would say of that, fifty is probably what I would consider the emergency fund. Okay, so and thirty is kind of that intermediate. Okay. Buffer. Okay, fine. And then, what about non-retirement investments? Do you have some money that's socked away already, or not? Yeah, we're 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 starting that up. So um, my wife has um, some kind of it's through her father's previous employer, but she's got like a mutual fund that's basically an index fund that she has some money in. There's about 
30k there. We've got about 35 to 40 in a betterment account. That's just kind of the what they recommend the 90-10 split. Uh, so we have 65 that's in non-tax. Uh, yep deferred kind of assets. Okay. Um, but that's really going to be the repository for the six grand a month. Because, you know, obviously, if you're maxing out retirement, there's only so much you can do. And you're putting money away for the kids, there's only so much you can do, right? So what I would say here is that, so when you think about your wife's mutual funds and the Betterment account, let's just think of that as like sort of two umbrellas, but it's really the same thing, which is non-retirement savings. So your first question was, what do I think about you putting some of the emergency reserve fund to work in some way? I would say skip it. I mean, there's just not enough money and the risk is not worth it. I would prefer if you say to me like it's in a savings account and the, the rate is a stinker, then go open a new savings account. There's tons of online banks that are going to give you better interest than you would likely find if you were, you know, in a brick and mortar environment like the traditional Chase Bank, Bank of America kind of thing. So you can go to depositaccounts.com and you'll find much higher earning money markets or high yielding savings accounts. That's good for the emergency reserves. Then it would take the surplus uh, that you have that extra 30. I'd add it to the Betterment account, but I might label these two accounts differently instead of being, I mean, you can do one of two things. You can say, I'm going to have a 90-10 split with my most aggressive money. Or you might say, I'm just going to dial the risk back and say, I'm going to be 70-30 in this account because some of this money I might need to tap into in the next three to five years. Alternatively, if that feels like eh, it's it's too hard, you can keep it separate. You can almost say, well, maybe my wife's mutual funds, they're more balanced in nature, and that's where we're going to keep the uh, – the unexpected larger expense fund and the betterment stays real risky. But I think that as you go forward, you have to do whatever feels right for you guys. If it feels better to, again, strip out your money in different ways, but you, it's just as reasonable to say, I just want one account. I'm just going to pull the risk back on this because I'm not a huge fan of 90-10 with all due respect to my friends at Betterment. I just think that that's more risk than anybody needs to take, and it's unnecessary. You're going to be a great saver. You are going to pay, play some catch-up. But you know what? If you're adding seventy grand a year into non-retirement investments and you're maxing out your retirement account, you're going to get there fast. And there's no reason that you need to take on 90% risk um, assets in that scenario. You're going you're gonna to make up for being a little bit behind as you perceive it simply because you're saving so much money. Okay. Makes sense? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. And and if, if necessary, once the kids get older, you know, force your wife back into work and you'll have that nice pension income. So that'll be good, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the plan. I, I, I don't know if she's, if she's on board with that plan. I like that. I like that it's your plan, though. That's good. Perfect. <laughs> good luck. Right. Thanks so much for calling. All right. All right. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. That's it for the bonus call of the week. If you'd like to get on the air with us, just send us an email. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. We'll arrange to get you on. Talk to you next time.